Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as hosts Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Welcome, everybody, to the Mike Abadir Show. Today is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. And you know what this date really means to most sports fans out there? It's the kickoff of the NFL season. But for us, it's also the five-year anniversary of the Mike Abadir Show. And so I'm spending it with some of my favorite people out there. Joined in the co-host seat by Pop DiBiase himself. What is up, my man, Jamil? I think Jamil might be uh, muted here, but we'll we'll get him going in a second. But uh, anyways, so five-year anniversary. I can't believe we've made it till the five-year mark already. It's something that's extraordinary. Uh, would have never known that, uh, that I could get to the five-year mark. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. How's my audio sounding? Maybe it's sounding better, hopefully. Hopefully it's not too distorted. I apologize. That's the live radio for you. You always have to do some sound checks here and there. But anyways, um, would have never imagined I'd be able to get to the five-year mark uh, doing this show. But here we are, and I'm happy to be doing it, and I'm happy to have a great team behind me, sound people, engineering people, and most importantly, some of the best guests in the sports landscape. And we're going to start with the first one, somebody that's very near and dear to me, client of mine, one of my favorite people out there because he's just a good guy, he's good at what he does, and he's a joy to work for. And I'm talking about none other than Zach Wood, long snapper, New Orleans Saints. Zach, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Mike? How you doing? Good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Congrats on the five years, man. It's awesome. Thank you, man. Really appreciate that. And uh, what better way than to kick it off than uh, to be joined by you, Zach? Well, actually, Cam's going to stop by. Cam Jordan is going to stop by in a little bit as well. But let's talk about you. How was your off season? Oh, my off season was phenomenal. I actually just got a house in Dallas, so I was busy doing housework most of the off season. But I did squeeze a golf trip in and a trip to Steamboat, Colorado for a week, too. So that was really nice. Nice. Recharge the battery a little bit before you get to the uh, to the season here. How are you guys feeling coming into this year? Honestly, I think, and this has been said by a number of teammates, that we might have our best team yet, in our opinion, just um, with the roster that we have on both, both sides of the ball. Uh, I think we're pretty stacked this year, so I'm excited to see what happens this year. I think we got a good shot. Yeah, man, and uh, you guys have your uh, special teams unit back intact. You got your fellow comrades back, uh, Will back, and man, Gilligan's got a leg on him, man. Oh, he's a monster. He's uh, he's fun to watch. I wish, you know, it's tough playing my position. I can't really watch him punt the ball. It's like I wait until the next day during film, but I'm just running down the field, and I keep waiting for the ball to come down, and I'm just waiting and waiting, and then finally, he had, I don't know, he had that 82-yard punt. I think against Green Bay, right? And it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. The kids got a leg on them. 
And then they immediately showed up at his door for a drug test, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, like he's a big home, home run hitter, man. They, they, uh, you, you hit three home runs in a game to show up at your, at your locker. If you hit, uh, you, you kick an 80 yard punt, they're going to be showing up as well. That's funny stuff. So, for somebody like yourself, do, do you watch like Thursday night football tonight, or you could care less, or where do you stand with respect to like when you guys have an off day, or there's like a Monday night football game and you're not playing? You know, what, where do you stand with that? I don't know. I go through phases. Uh, tonight I'm actually going to Willow's house for some dinner, and we're going to watch the game tonight. So I'm excited about that. It's the first game of the season, so I feel like I need to watch that. Um, other than that, if we have a late game at the hotel, I'm probably going to watch a couple of games just to, you know, spend my time. But other than that, I'm not too big on watching football just because I'm always around it. But if there's a big game on and – some excitement around. I'll definitely, I'll definitely uh, catch that. What's your excitement level about SMU this year? Oh, really good. Uh, I was pumped about the first game against North Texas. I actually had a had a bet on with a former teammate, um, so won that one. It felt really good to watch them go out there and actually perform and beat somebody like they should. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Nice, man. Well, I know you're uh, on the run here. I appreciate you stopping by and saying hello and congratulating us about the five-year mark. I know you're about to get to dinner. I promised you to get you in and out. So super appreciative of having you come on with us. Best of luck this season. I know you and I will obviously be in touch, but let the listeners know how they can follow you on social media throughout the season. Okay, well, I don't I don't have a Twitter. I just have an Instagram at ZachWood90. Um, you know, just shoot me a follow request. Uh, I'll accept you. Um, other than that, I'm not really big on social media, so uh, just follow me on there. <laughs> awesome, man. Telling it how it is. Uh, I love it, man. Yep. Zach, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Have a nice dinner with Will and company. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate thank you. Mike. Absolutely. That's right. Zach Wood, long snapper, New Orleans Saints. Talking to us a little bit about the uh, upcoming season. They sound like they're optimistic. Best team ever since he's been there that's that's saying a lot right pop because you know they've had some really good teams with uh breeze and company they've been to um the playoffs almost every year i mean they're almost a, a shoe in um but that's kind of speaking volumes that they're uh you know that they're talking about this perhaps being one of the best teams that they've fielded in a, in a while man well i i think that it's a lot of confidence because they didn't have to go and get a – they didn't have to go anywhere and go get a coach. They went and got their defense coordinator who had – who probably coached their best game of the season last year when they beat the Bucks 9-zip to zip in uh, Tampa. So a lot of people still have that game. So you think about that game, and then you think about this is Dennis Allison's second chance at being a head coach because he was too young with the Raiders. But really – I thought the Raiders kind of pulled, pulled – I think the Raiders kind of jumped the gun just a little bit because they got rid of them by the time they got Carr and Mack there. Next season, those guys are incredible players, you know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. But I think that that's a, that's a positive step in the right uh, direction. And the Saints, for a NFC conference to me that doesn't look really good, I would say that – um, they got a really good opportunity to be a wild card team. 
Yeah, man. I think uh, I think they've got a chance to win that division, to be honest with you. But we'll get into that. We'll we'll hold off on our our picks uh, in the second segment of the show. Let's right now talk about and you you hit on something about Dennis Allen. Let's talk to Cam Jordan, find out his thoughts on uh, the coaching change of the upcoming season, etc. Now, just so you guys know, Cam is busy going in and out of meetings. So I had to do a pre-record with him, but it was only recorded about an hour ago. So it's close to live. Um, and we're going to patch that through right now so you guys can hear my conversation with Pro Bowl defensive end, New Orleans Saints, Cam Jordan. I hope you enjoy. We'll come back and we'll dissect the conversation. Pop and I will talk about it, handicap it, break it down every way from Sunday. So Cam Jordan, everyone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all the listeners out there, we got a special treat for you right now as a part of this five-year anniversary special episode of the Mike Abadir Show. We've got with us Pro Bowler, All-Star defensive end, the man that makes it go for the Saints, Cam Jordan. Cam, welcome to the show. How are you, bud? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. I really appreciate you making the time to come on. I know it's a busy time of year and the season's about to get started and you got family obligations and all sorts of stuff. But I want to actually uh, take a step back from the pros and talk about college for a second. You being a, a former Pac-10 guy, what are your thoughts about the Pac-12 and some of this realignment going on and all these different things that are happening in uh, in the college football landscape? Look, I, I look at it like it's, it's just, you know, the next wave. I'm sure... Before the Pac-10, they were the Pac-8, and then they expanded to the Pac-12 after I left. And now will the Pac even be the Pac once the USC, UCLA uh, move on to the big whatever? Um, they're moving on to one of the bigs, and if they leave, Stanford probably, Stanford, Cal probably the next ones to do so. Oregon, Oregon State. I mean, the Pac is either going to get real, really small, or it's going to dissipate and just get absorbed into the other conferences. So it's interesting to see. What happens to the college landscape with the NIL deals going on? Everybody's trying to make the biggest buck, uh, TV money, cash flow, all that going in. It's becoming a business. We, you know, the NFL is looking for. Uh, I don't know if they were looking for a, a farm league. But that's what college is, is sort of turned into. It kind of has, huh? That's an interesting point that you make. Now, from uh, just from being a guy who came up through the ranks, you know, will you be kind of like sad to see it broken up? Because it sounds to me like you're kind of like, hey, man, this is just part of the evolutionary process. Yeah, no, I was sad to see Cal go from Nike uh, football, you know, Nike Elite football, and and Jordan Jumpman basketball to uh, to now Under Armour. Yeah, I'm more sad about that than I am the the Pac-10 expanding to the Pac-12, or you know, even going back down to the Pac, whatever they go to after a couple of schools leave. Look, you can't stop evolution, but what you can stop, you know, is is stepping backwards. You got to get back to Nike. Got to get back to Jordan. Got to get back to winning. Winning football does a lot of stuff for you. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. And uh, just a real quick, uh, I know obviously Stanford is the team that you guys uh, always kind of you know hate or whatever. It's the the rival. But did either of the two LA teams, you know, Bay Area, LA, was there kind of like a during the time you played, was there like a sense of rivalry between you know, you know, San Francisco, yeah, yeah. LA, Bay Area, LA, that type of thing? Yeah, I think there's 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 a, a sense of rivalry against UCLA. I think we beat them more times than they beat us, but. Um, you know, they, we called them the baby bears, you know, they're, they're Bruins. I'm not even sure if that was a real thing, but Bruins caught a new definition of being a baby bear and we're the golden bears. So it, it works out that way. Um, in terms of, you know, Cal Stanford, that is what it is. But I mean, that's, you know, just because we're one of the best public schools in the nation versus 
Stanford's elitism, private school money coming in. You know, it it, it is what it is. It's Battle of the Bay. But don't be don't, don't get it twisted. Those preppy kids over there are, are different. That's private school money. You know, you know exactly what that is. I hear you, man. I'm a UC guy as well. I went to UC San Diego. We uh, we didn't have uh, the luxury of having a football team, so I had to adopt my Bay Area roots and, and go with Cal, of course. So that was always my team. Um, but I'm kind of with you. It's part of the evolutionary process, and you know, you just kind of take it as it goes. I'm always going to be a college football fan. Obviously, that's where you know you said it's a farm league, but that's also where agents, uh, you know, as we get our our clientele from and and that type of thing. So. We just got to adapt to keep it moving. But well, I'll tell you, man, you mentioned the NIL thing. That's that's a tricky uh, b- ball of wax. <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to figure out what I can do, what I can't do, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just glad that players actually can monetize a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes and no. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm jealous or anything that, you know, I had a, I had a, I wouldn't say struggle, but I had to catch a job or two in college, you know, to, to afford the Bay Area. Now kids are out there living, eating well. I saw, you know, I saw which was a, a great thing. Um, what is it? The Ohio State quarterback buy his whole team suits. Man, I was over there trying to find money to buy my own suit one time. That's unheard of back then. And that wasn't that long ago. Right. I mean, at that point, you, everything about Reggie Bush should be reinstated. And in fact, he, somebody should apologize to that man. Give him everything that he's owed. I mean, he had to wait, what, like eight? How long did he have to wait to get his to get his Heisman Trophy back? Yeah, yeah no kidding. A- Amen to that. Completely agree with you. That's it's ridiculous. So, all 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 those stories of old about oh it's wrong to uh, to look out for your family, man. Whatever happens, happens. And at this point, again, now NIL allows it to happen in in the right way. Totally agree with you. So before we jump to the NFL, I know you're a, a big you know community. I don't know if the word's activist, but you're you're very involved. Uh, you're typically a Walter Payton uh, finalist, and 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 I think those things are important to you. Let the listeners know what you're working on right now, and if there is a way that myself included, but our listening population can help out in any way. I know you've been involved with uh, getting the internet and computers to various neighborhoods in uh, in Louisiana, but maybe you could fill us in real quick because that's important to you, and which is important to me as well. And give me a couple of weeks and I have my next initiative in full flow. I mean, I'm always working on uh, what I can do for my community. I'm in, I'm in it right now trying to figure out what I can do with one of my favorite groups to work with, um, with his, which is Youth Empowerment Program, yep, down in New Orleans. Those kids are great. They have a phenomenal after-school program for uh, the inner-city youth kids. Um, then, of course, you know, they have the GED program where you can go back and get your high school degree. Um, and they have so many different facets where they implement the kids that are involved in the after-school program to then go get job experience, to get managerial type experience, to go uh, into the digital editing world. Um, There's so many things that they're trying to empower these kids with. It's why I love them. Um, And so shout out to to Yep, as well as, you know, the initiative that we're starting with God is Love. Um, And I think we'll we'll be announcing that one pretty soon. So we'll be able to get everybody rallying behind that soon. Awesome, man. Well, we tweeted out a link for this show, and when you are ready to uh, post some information, we'll uh, reconnect in CCU and, and get that information out to all the listeners, man. So uh, that's uh, exciting stuff, good stuff uh, coming up here through Cam Jordan, who is a Pro Bowler with New Orleans Saints. Let's talk about the Saints a little bit. 
you know, we do some debating around here. It's not quite as intense as like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith or anything like that. But we get after it a little bit. And the debate we had the other day was I was saying that people are sleeping on the Saints. I think that a lot of people are kind of riding in the Tampa Buccaneers because of Brady and the hype and, you know, recent Super Bowl and everything. But, you know, you guys have kind of owned the division for a long time. And, uh, you know, I was kind of pointing out that last year was was wasn't easy it was tough you guys had to move around and and live out of suitcases in in texas for a while and there's a lot of things that i don't know if people really realize and then going four quarterbacks deep uh last year was tough but it seemed to me like that i know you guys don't play you know offense defense and you, you guys are one team but defense let's face it kind of carried that ball club and, and kept you guys in in almost every game yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we were like six and one or six and two by the time Jameis uh, went down, um, and really started rotating quarterbacks. I mean, at one point we we had a fly in like a makeshift offensive line from guys being hurt to COVID to whatever it was. Um, last year, last year was had its had its had its adverse situations, but I think as a team we were able to overcome a lot of those and still end up over five hundred last year. But that was last year. This year, you know, we we've got. Tons of talent. You got Marcus Davenport on the opposite end of, of me. Um, talk about David Onyemata, who's been a force to be reckoned with year in, year out. Um, you have phenomenal linebacker play from Demar Davis. Our back end looks great. You know, you talk about Marshawn Lattimore. You talk about, you know, the additions of Honey Badger and uh, Marcus May. Um, and then you, you think about, you know, the returning Bradley Roby. Love, I love our, our defense right now. So we, we we haven't even started to talk about offense, and that that there can get scary. We talk about receiver core that's been bolstered. We talk about the quarterback at, at helm that's healthy in at helm uh, and in full command of the offense. We talk about our, our running backs between Mark Ingram, uh, Alvin Kamara. You talk about you know what else? What else do you want to know if, on a team when when it seems to be so fully studded? Um, but that's just it. We have to go out on Sunday and we have to prove uh, prove everything that we, we know about ourselves to be true to the world. Absolutely, man. And, yeah, I love uh, a lot of what you're saying. I like the addition of uh, Landry as well. I think that receiving core is going to be really good. And I think people, you know, I used the word sleep on uh, earlier. I think people sleep on uh, Jameis. You know, the guy can throw for 4,000-plus yards and 30 touchdowns. He's He's really a good pocket passer. I think he's underrated a little bit, kind of got a little bit of a bad rap in Tampa, but it wasn't all his fault necessarily. I think this start here is a good one. He had, he was off to a good start. And speaking of kind of fresh perspectives, Dennis Allen, uh, just uh, what are your initial impressions in terms of differences between him, his style and Peyton's style? Man, uh, I mean, you talk about Dennis Allen being a defensive-minded head coach. I've never really had one of those before. In college, I had uh, Jeff Tedford, who had a – quick stint with Tampa Bay and uh, I think he's up in the CFL somewhere no he's back at Fresno State now um and then uh you know then I had Sean Payton and now I've got D DA so in my mind it's about the defense I'm not saying we're finally favorites but it feels like we're finally favorites so you know the, off the, the, the offense has a bad day of practice it's not because the offense had a bad day of practice it's because defense dominated their practice and now it's allowed you know Absolutely. I hear you. That's exciting stuff for a defensive ball player for sure. Do you have any individual goals going into this year? Maybe it's like, you know, I want to get back to 15 sacks or uh, get to the Pro Bowl. I know obviously team goals are going to be the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. division and all that kind of stuff. But what, do you, what are your goals? Yeah, my individual goal is to help the team in any way to get to the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> uh, sacks, sacks come and go. Sacks can, you know, sacks seem to to be able to define a player. Um, if that's all they are as a pass rusher, I play I play first, second, and third down. You know, to get to third down, you got to get through first and second. And everybody knows if you come to the you come to the left end side, I'll be there waiting on you. So whatever it is, I'm coming with hands each and every day at practice to come to hands with each and every game. Um, you know, I don't I don't play the I'm just a pass rusher, I'm just an edge rusher, whatever it is. We're here for for each and every one and each and every uh, each and every play. It would be pretty sweet to end up in AZ uh, at the end of the year. That would be that would be dope. Wouldn't look. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, wouldn't even need a room at the hotel. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Hey, before we let you go here, NFTs, crypto. I kind of took a little bit of a beating. Uh, what's what's your voice of optimism for all of us? I know you're a big you're a big collector of NFTs and 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 cryptocurrency, etc. What's your outlook? Right. Look, I'm still I'm still high on on, on Bates. Uh, Bapes Clan, you know that's that's uh, business apes in the NFT world, still holding well over a couple ETH uh, floor. Um, I think that you know it, its upside has been has been showing itself as of late. They've you know taken over a couple NFT programs, uh, boosted them. I mean they've taken over things like Cubex. Um, sort of what what have they gone? They, they're about to open up on Bloodlines. Um, they're introducing a, a pets NFT. On their side, I feel like Bapes has done has done a lot, as well as you know, I'm, I feel like they're the first big NFT meta investing group. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe they're the second. <laughs> but in the, in that idea, you know, I've, I've I've made a lot of connections through them just alone. We talk about all the all the. I'm I'm such a degenerate. I feel like in terms of the NFT world, like I love. I love all these altcoins. I love all these meme coins. I love Polygon. I love, uh, you know, uh, what what do we talk about for a while? You know, we've just been shooting everything about it. I love I love the idea of, of Mac would probably be my new one. Um, I'm looking at like two or three different coins, wondering if I should pull 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 a, a nice little move on them. Um, in my mind, I'm still not over Doge. I'm still looking. You know, I'm still I'm still hoping that one day, you know, Ravencoin is going to make something. Um, there's so many different coins in this world. I'm just, I'm like, I feel like a degenerate. Now I'm just, I just start talking about it. I'm like, I love this coin. I hope this goes. Turn coin is great. I feel like flow, uh, which is off of what an NFL, uh, all day. I think that could be, that could show a lot of promise, especially if the NFL really gets behind it. Um, so I'm always looking at different coins, man. You know, it, it's just, it gets fun. Yeah, man, absolutely. I didn't know if you had a chance to check out. Well, I know you already knew about it, but I texted you about Hex uh, a little while back. That one's, uh, I'm excited about that one, in addition to a lot of those ones that you said. And just for the listeners, uh, if you go on to his Twitter, which is CamJordan94, his avatar is exactly what he's talking about, right? So he's he, he, he's a big, he is legitimately a big fan. But more importantly, in my conversations with Cam, he's very... Um, uh, he does his due diligence. So I think that was one of the things that impressed me about you pretty quickly in, in talking about, and that's what makes it fun to have conversations with people like yourself about cryptocurrency and NFTs. I think you're ahead of me now in the NFT world. I'm still kind of lagging, but uh, man, we could talk about this all day. I know you got to run. I am so appreciative, Cam. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. It means a lot, especially this five-year anniversary show for myself personally. And uh, I'm rooting for you and Zach and the whole gang to get to the Super Bowl this year. I will be there in Arizona if you guys get there for sure. Dope, man. It, look, it's, it's, it's a pleasure for having me on. That's huge to make five years in anything. 
Um, I'm, I'm working on that commitment too. You know, I've, I've got that trust level season three that's out with me, Mark Ingram. We just dropped the first episode with Jameis. I mean, if we get to five seasons, that's doing something. So we always work and moving ahead. Can't wait to see who we drop next week and so on and so forth. Um, but until then, we're focused on Sunday now. We got Atlanta coming up Sunday, and that's the main thing. That's why I'm so so appreciative of, of being pulled on here because uh, after after today, I'm I'm locked in on Sunday. Man, oh God, I got you then. And for any of the things that you're working on, man, we'd be happy to promote it in any way that we can. We're excited for you and uh, rooting for you, rooting for the team. Thank you so much, Cam. Be good. God bless. And uh, we'll circle up again soon. And we'll wait for you to let us know about some of the community stuff when it comes to fruition. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Cam, thank you so much. Take care. God bless. There you have it. That was uh, just a few minutes ago in my conversation with uh, Cam Jordan, Pro Bowler, New Orleans Saints. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did in terms of talking with him. Let's take a quick commercial timeout, and we'll come back more of the Mike Avedere show with Pop DiBiase and we're going to focus on the upcoming NFL season who are our picks for each of the divisions and for the Super Bowl and also maybe give you a pick or two for week one stay with us everyone we'll be back right after this Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Mike at the Mike Now, back to this week's program. Back on the Mike Abadir Show with Pop DiBiase. And uh, this is probably one of my favorite segments of the entire year, Pop, where I get to talk to you. 
about the upcoming season and our predictions and to pick your brain a little bit about who you feel are the uh, value teams, who you feel are the teams that are maybe under the radar a little bit, who are the favorites that you're backing. But before we do that, what do you think about what Cam had to say and what Zach had to say? It sounds like both those guys are pretty optimistic. And I know one would say, well, of course, that's their team. But it sounds pretty genuine if you ask me. Well, you know what? If you're a New Orleans fan, you get excited about what you're hearing. You know what I mean? Because you're getting an inside look with, and they're talking to somebody uh, who's not the same. You know what I mean? You're not the button-up guy with the with the pen in your hand and all that stuff, and you have to say everything that's PC for the team. Like they generally sound like they 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 have the best kept secret in the NFL right now from what, how he was talking on the defensive side. And we brought that up earlier about Dennis Allen and having his uh, – I like to call it the sound of revenge when somebody gets their second chance or something of, of that. And I think that uh, the way that he was describing things is that Dennis Allen's about to have a revenge tour. Seriously. Like, well, I was too young the first time, but this time around we're going to get this thing right. And like you said, the defenses became the calling card of the team, something that was was – actually the the brand of the saints prior to peyton getting there everybody who used to watch the saints used to know that they used to have some of the better defenses in the league they just could never really be a consistent team you know what i mean uh the great ricky jackson and uh sam mills who just went to the hall of fame um as well too i know you got you remember these guys um because that 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 group was awesome in the 90s and you know it's the saints are always a team that you see in the NFL as middling, in my opinion. You know what I mean? They, they, they're top tier in some some facets and form, but they're always going to be in the middle. You know what I mean? And I think with the way that they've set up the the, the this culture with Peyton and now it's been handed over to Dennis Allen, I think that it's going to be a major improvement because now you have a quarterback that's still in his prime, you just brought in Jarvis Landry, a guy who's going to be a very key asset to what they're doing. They got a great running game. They brought back uh, – isn't Mark uh, – isn't didn't they bring back Mark Ingram? Yep, yep. They got Mark Ingram back with Kamara. That's going to be – that's comfort right there. So this team actually, when you look at them pound for pound and then when you look at the defensive side, they do match up very well with anybody in the NFL. And – I know that Brady and the squad are, are the, 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 the cup of tea, but I know what you're, where you're coming from, Mike. At the end of the day, when you say something's a sure thing in the NFL, when it's been a sure thing for a little bit, it's not a sure thing anymore. And Brady already took 11 days off in the summer. You just can't get back on the horse when you're 45 like that. And you're not on the Patriots anymore either. And you got a brand new coach. Even though he was a defensive coordinator, it's his show now. It's not Bruce Arians' show anymore. And I think that that was cool what the coach did for him. But at the end of the day, you know, the coaches had their own conversation about, hey, we wanted to figure out who runs this team, him or us. And you know this, Mike. You know how coaches talk. Because ain't no player – because they ain't going to ever let no player be bigger than them. <laughs> Forget all that. You know what I mean? Because if Belichick can put uh, Brady in uh, his place – any other coach can as well, too. Yeah, yeah, you make and, some really good points. I agree know, with you. And I just really think that if you're a better right now, you're very confident in what you heard from 
from guys sitting in the Saints locker room. I haven't heard anything about the Bucks, but, oh, they got Fournette. Oh, they got Mike Evans. Oh, they got this guy. But these guys are getting the time, Mike. Does that mean that they're going to be still that same player? Yeah, you know, I, I, comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I, you look, I was never big on. I, I, I'm not a huge Todd Bowles guy. First of all, right. To me, I kind of have a feeling this is going to be kind of like a like how Singletary was with the 49ers. Like he's really good at certain aspects of the game. And whatever, you know, that unit is going to be good, right? So your linebackers or whatever, or DBs or whatever that person's specialty is, a lot of times with these defensive guys, they come in and because that's their bread and butter, you know, they, they, they make sure that you're set there. Um, but I think with, with, with Todd Bowles, he had some limitations. He showed some limitations, and he wasn't able to get the team to improve. That was the one thing that concerned me. So what happens here if um, – you know, if they end up getting thin at like receiver, Godwin's already banged up going into the season. Mike Evans seems to usually have some kind of knickknack injury during the course of the year. So now you maybe and you don't have Antonio Brown, so and you don't have Gronk, and so you know you could keep going on and on. Now you're like leaning on Scotty Miller or something like that. Um, I don't know, man. I I think that they have a year, uh, like you said, they're a year older. And I've been saying that for a long time about Brady, but at some time it's got to come to an end, right? Right. And, you know, I just think that Brady, I honestly think that Brady's forcing it, to be honest with you. I think he wanted to walk off into the sunset, but the way that the media works, they want to just keep bringing it back in. Keep bringing it back in, Mike. You know what I mean? And it's like Pacino and Godfather 3, just leave me alone already, you know? (laughs) Like, well, kind of reminds me of like Roger Clemens or Brett Favre or these guys that like still had a little bit in the tank, don't want to quite yet hang it up. Um, and it just like it's like one of those like never ending sagas, you know, and I think that's kind of what's happening here with Brady. And I'll tell you what, man, he had a ridiculously good season last year, man. Like, I think he quieted anybody that's like myself with like he's getting old talk. But he is getting old. And I think this is the first time that we've seen that maybe age or that stage of life is affecting him. Because like you said, the 11 days off, that to me was very telling, Pop. I mean, that's not very Brady-like. I mean, he's the kind of guy that like wants to be the first person in there, last person to leave. He can't get enough of it. That was very un-Brady-like, if you ask me. Um, but who knows, man? Maybe it's nothing to read into. I just think that the bottom line is that this Buccaneers team is beatable, I guess is the best way to put it. The Rams kind of proved that on the road last year. They beat the mighty Tom Brady-led team by a guy from the Detroit Lions who was, you know, kind of like figuring out, is he a Super Bowl type of quarterback or not? And he proved it last year. And I think that everybody's gunning for, for um, you know, Brady and the Buccaneers. I don't think that they're able to hold them off, man. I still think that they're not even a shoe-in to win that division, to be honest with you. So let's take a quick uh, final timeout, Pop, and then we'll get into uh, we'll go through the divisions and get to our picks uh, right after this quick commercial timeout. Stay with us, everyone. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites plus you get insider access with our newsletter membership gives you more Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hanging here with Pop DiBiase. We are going to rip through the prediction aspect of this five-year anniversary NFL preview show. Every uh, time that I have an opportunity to do this, we end up not having enough time at the very end. I'm a bad time manager when it comes to the radio pop, so I want to keep it moving. Let's start with the AFC. What are your thoughts about the AFC East? Oh, man. Sorry about that. Um, AFC East. Let's go ahead and we'll be real. AFC East. I'm going to tell you right now, Mike. Patriots, they're not it's no return to the top okay this is to me the swan song right now it's a make or break uh it's really not a make or break time it's really like all right uh when is enough gonna be enough you know what i mean and i think that this is gonna be belichick's final season even if nobody's seen it yet i think that belichick and the patriots are coming to an end and this season is gonna be is riding on the wall that they're going to get back to rebuilding and they're going to figure out a way to be not good this year. I think the Patriots only win six games this year. And then when it comes down to the Jets, Jets are still too indecisive at the quarterback position. I would say now, why don't you just go with Flacco until this kid is ready? Because I don't think Wilson's ready anyway, to be honest with you. And it seemed like they played so much better with every other quarterback but him last year. And they got some weapons. They got some talent. So they can be a team that's going to be an agitator. In a sense, they, they're the type of team that covers for you on Sundays, but they don't win, you know. So um, it comes down to the Bills and the Dolphins. And I'm telling you right now, the Bills look a lot like the Secretariat and the 
Dolphins look a lot like champ. So pretty much what I see with this one right now is, is that the Bills should probably do the same exact thing they did in the division last year, but Miami's going to be right there in the mix of things in the wild card hunt. But if anybody doesn't win the East that's not named the Bills, it'd be the Dolphins. Okay, I think that's uh, – I, I think I got, we're kind of kind of on the same page, man. I got Bills, though, minus 290 on that one. Okay. Um, I have uh, – I'm not going to do as much analysis because I think you did a pretty good job. I'm going to take the Dolphins on top. And the reason I'm going to do that is this. Whenever I sit down to come up with my picks for an upcoming season, I remind myself that every year the unexpected happens. It's not one of those things where you take the four favorites in each division and it comes through. There's always this aspect of, man, I thought that this team was going to be better than than they are. And you could say that about half the playoff teams from the year before, it seems like, every single year. So I'm kind of looking at this as if the favorite doesn't win, who it's going to be. And if I can make a strong enough case for that team, then that's going to be my prediction team. You see what I'm saying? So... I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins win the AFC East. I think they've got the 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 not just the the defensive pieces to do it, but I think they've got the offensive weapons now. But I'm going to make a crazy prediction, Pop. They're going to get off to a bad start. Tua's going to get pulled. Teddy Ballgame's going to come in. But at the end of the day, there's actually going to be a very unheralded person that comes in at the quarterback position. My cousin's been talking him up for a long time, so if he's listening, he's going to know exactly where I'm going with this because they have a late-round draft pick that has been very impressive in the preseason so far, and I know it's just preseason, but he's kind of showing me some of the things that maybe remind me of the type of passer like Kurt Warner was. You know, a guy who just needs an opportunity to get into the game, and he's going to make the best of it. And I'm talking about Skylar Thompson. A relative unknown, relatively unknown player from Kansas State. He's 6'2", 220 pounds. He's pretty rock solid. Got a good arm, good decision maker. He's going to be my star of the future that nobody knows about right now. So that's my prediction. Dolphins win the division, but it's going to be after a slow start and after pulling Tua. Let's go to the north. What are you thinking? Does Cincinnati repeat? No. Because Cincinnati was a fluke last year. You know what I mean? And I think that they they got there a bit too early for themselves. And I think they ran into a good – they it was a good moment for them, okay? Um, the Browns kind of were uh, back and forth. The Browns left a lot of money on the table. Let's just keep it real. They left a lot of money on the table, and that was because of Baker Mayfield. They fixed that problem. The Steelers were always the team that were always on the outside looking in. So – it wasn't really good for the Steelers when they got smoked by the uh, by the Bengals twice last year, and so I think the Bengals were fortunate were the ones that survived because that was the toughest division I've seen in the last decade, Mike. Okay, that literally every week we were switching off who first place was. Okay, and at one point during the end of the year. We were like literally what we had to track, we would call a blanket finish. You know that, Mike. You know what I'm talking about, Mike. So I say this. I say that it's a show proof year, so I'm taking the Ravens with the plus one ten here. But I wanted to take the Browns, but if we're not if you're not getting what Watson until week eleven, you don't know what type of team you're gonna get. But 
I think possibly they'll have a winning record by the time uh, Watson gets there. We're on the same page, my friend. I am taking the Ravens to be the division winner as well. Let's move to the South. Okay, I'll be quick with the South. Colts, simple. I don't. I, I think Tannehill is at his end. They're going to be calling for Malik Willis by week eight. That's not going to be good for the Titans moving forward because they'll probably be out of playoff position by that point. I don't think Henry finishes the season either. We're on the same page again, man. I'm I'm taking the Colts to win the South. Let's move on now to the division that you and I are probably most interested in, the AFC West. All right. I already made my bold prediction a month ago, two months ago. I don't care when I made it, but I'm going to tell you right now. I, I believe in J-Mac and Derek Carr. I'm telling you right now, I think that he found his – I think he found his coach, and I think he found his court, his quarterback not named Brady. This is going to work. I think that this is going to work big time. Raiders are plus 500. I've been good on this for, for a few years now, calling the super upset winner of the division. I said Cincinnati last year could possibly steal something if, you know, everybody kind of falls apart. Now we're into this this fold this year, and the Raiders aren't or were a playoff team last year. I feel like the Raiders are 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 utterly disrespected right now. Okay, why are you guys so high on the Chargers? Chargers are ten to one to win the championship right now. Chargers haven't even sniffed the playoffs in the last three years, and literally they are the best choke artist to ever walk the the field. So why is there so many so much going into them? And then when you look at the Broncos, okay, yeah, you got Russell Wilson. But I think you're getting Russell Wilson on the downside of his career as well, too. And then you got the most overrated team in football, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the most overrated quarterback in football. Yeah, I said he's overrated. I don't care. All right? Mahomes is, is, is nice. He's good. He's whatever. He's a, whatever. Okay? But I think at the end of the day, he is micromanaged by Andy Reid, and once you Andy Reid uh, decides to leave or whatever it is that happens, we'll see the, the 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 real Patrick. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't anything at Texas Tech, so why are we going head over heels about him in the NFL? You know what I mean? I think that Tyreek Hill and Kelsey were the biggest reasons why his success was so great. So I'm going with the Raiders because the Raiders got Devontae and DC back together. When you got a when you got a Rice Montana type situation going on, you got to bet that, baby. Let's go, Brian. Let's go. Let's go. You gave us a pretty good uh, snapshot there in terms of the uh, AFC West. We kind of see it uh, sort of similarly, but I'm still taking the Kansas City Chiefs on top in that division. But. Let's quickly move over to the wild cards. Who are your three wild card teams in the AFC? Okay, so we got the so we got our four in here, right? So one thing I will give the Chiefs is they'll make the playoffs this year. Okay, they'll figure out a way to make the playoffs this year. They'll be better in the second half of the season than in the first half of the season. How I'm how I'm rating this for myself. Okay, and then the next team up, I will say this: it's going to come down to say the Bengals and the Browns. So whoever wins that series or whoever gets the advantage in that situation, it could be uh, one, or, one or the other. But the AFC is so stacked, Mike. So, I'm, I, 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 so let's cancel those two out real quick. Let me give you something that's going to work. We'll put the Dolphins in there, okay? And then we'll go ahead and we'll end up with, I don't think we get two out the South, but I'll say this. 
for today, I'll put the Bengals in there simply because they made the playoffs last year. And if they can stay healthy all season, they should be right there. You know what I mean? So, and then if they're not healthy, then it's going to be a mystery team. I love it. So my wildcard teams are Buffalo, the Raiders, and Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Who is your conference championship game? So how? So Kansas City is a wild card, but they win a division too. No, Buffalo Raiders and Cincy. Oh, Cincy. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. All right. So now we go. Okay, you got to speed up. So we're in the NFC, right? No, no. What, what, who do you have in your conference championship game? Like, who goes to the AFC uh, representative of oh. Super Bowl? Okay, conference championship game will be between the Bills and the. Um, I like the Bills and say possibly um, the Chiefs again. Or since Vegas is in the uh, since Vegas is in the NBA WNBA finals, you know how they keep letting all these teams just okay. You get we'll let the whole city get a final because you know what's go what. Hey, the Raiders get get there uh, all the way there, but I don't think that happens. So what happens here is I think the Bills wind up playing in a rematch with the Chiefs, and they absolutely annihilate him at uh, the old Orchard, at the old uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium. Okay, I'm taking I'm taking the Dolphins and the Raiders, and I've got the Raiders going to the Super Bowl, believe it or not. So I've got the Raiders representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl is going to be down the road in Arizona. So let's move over to the NFC, and let's start with the NFC East, or the least, like I like to call it. Well, you know, the media covers them the most. So, you know, at the end of the day, then they're going to say, we know we got that amount of show football rings. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but let's stop living in 1994. So, um, Cowboys, I'll be simple. Eagles, they're they're always gonna hype the Eagles up to beat the Cowboys. You know this, Mike. I'm taking the Cowboys. Cowboys most talented team, probably most talented roster in the conference. But you know they're not going nowhere, anywhere far because who the coach is. But I'll just leave it at that. Cowboys. Okay, uh, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. So we're on the same page. Let's go to the North. Okay, uh, North is almost like a. Let's just say this. Um, Aaron Rodgers is like. Uh, Russell Bay is at uh, Golden Gate right now in uh, AFC North. I mean, in AFC North. And I think that he's just going to go ahead and have a full session of winning the uh, division once again, Mr. Mike. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings because we only have two and a half minutes. I'm going to go a little bit faster. Uh, the South, I'm taking the Saints, as I mentioned earlier. What about you? Uh, I guess I go ahead and I land on the Bucks. Even though, and after hearing the Saints talk, though, I'm like, damn, I kind of want the Saints now. But I'm gonna take the Bucks with a very heavy minus three hundred. And the West. And how the West was won, and I know they're gonna get they're gonna get on me for this, but man, I got to keep it real. Um, San Francisco got two quarterbacks. I think San Francisco is the best defense in, in the conference. So I'm taking San Francisco to win with the plus money on this one as well, too, Mike. Despite Klingsbury, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals. I think this time they finish, which they haven't done, done in the last two years. My wild card teams are going to be Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. What say you? I like I'm going to put the I'm going to put the Saints in there. I'm going to put the um, – I'll go ahead – I'm going to put the Cardinals in there as well, too. I think the Rams missed the playoffs this year because Ooh. I don't think they have a healthy Stafford. And then um, 
We'll go ahead and we'll add in at the end there. We'll go ahead and we'll throw Minnesota in there because I think Kirk Cousins is 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 is, li- is 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 very liable to have a very very good season as well. Okay, and what's your conference championship? Who gets to the Super Bowl? Okay, conference championship winds up being the Packers, and I'm going to put the Packers and the Bucks against each other, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers gets a good win over there, and then we wind up uh, having our and that will be the NFC rep the Super Bowl. I have Packers Bills. In Arizona, good Midwest, uh, Northeast Super Bowl with a whole bunch of crazy football fans. Who wins? The the Bills finally get their moment. Okay. All right. You're going to have a lot of happy people up there in the Northeast, man. So I've got the conference championship as the Saints and the Cardinals. And the Super Bowl is going to be the Saints and the Raiders, two cool uniforms. And I've got the Saints winning it all over our beloved Raiders in what's going to be a great, great Super Bowl of uh, offensive power, firepower against defensive firepower. Uh, but Jameis is going to come through, prove to the world that Tampa made a big mistake. And the Tampa Roots are going to show that they've won the Super Bowl two out of three years. Roots being Jameis being a Tampa guy. Um that's how I see it, man. Saints and the Raiders. Do you have any rock-solid picks for this week in closing? Okay, this is where I'm going. My dog bet of the week this week and is, uh, is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. My locked-in, lock-em-in, lock-em-in, easy money is going to be the, um, I would say, the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. And the best over-under situation I see going on is tonight. The under 52 in the uh, Rams-Bills game. I'm taking one play, which is the Cleveland Browns in the revenge match against Carolina. Baker Mayfield does not win the revenge game. Take the Cleveland Browns, take the point and a half, bank it. That is all the time we've got. Thank you so much to Pop DiBiase for being my wingman. Thank you to Cam Jordan. Thank you to Zach Wood. Thank you, most importantly, to all the listeners out there. Without you, there is no five-year mark. Thank you so much. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.